Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, of course, ESPN2, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Reminder, this is a sneak peek of Fitz and Harry. Starts tomorrow on ESPN Radio from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern every single day. And one of the people that we're just going to call the bat phone all the time. It's later in the day, so you can't say no. Is Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, uh, hanging out with us. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How about you guys? Well, we are. We had a fired up morning. Got a little, got a little heated this morning trying to, to right. put together the show today because there was a conversation about Super Bowl expectations. And what I love is that like there are three very different views in this room. I got a former wide receiver. I got a fat kid that played the violin that watched football growing up, and I got a head coach with a me. Fat, a fat guy that uh, grew up <laughs> yeah, yeah, play, coaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the Eagles this year, this season's yeah. gone so well. Is it now Super Bowl or bust? Whew, man, I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, you're this close. You're the number one seed, and hopefully we'll keep that. Uh, it'd have to be. You know, I mean, you're, you're all in on it. Um, I, I think they approached it that way. Remember when they picked up Robert Quinn? Granted, he played, what, two games or something, got hurt. They picked up uh, Indominican Sue. They picked up Linville Joseph. So every, every move they've made was that, no, no, we're going to have no excuses why we can't win it. And unfortunately, Jalen Hurts gets hurt, and you know we'll we'll see. They just got to be healthy, man. I, I think if they're healthy, they'll be fine. But that's a big if right now. And that that was one of the discussions that we were having because you know from a fan base perspective, um, you know some of the fan base would say no because coming into the season, you know the the that wasn't the mindset. Super Bowl or bust. But as the season goes along, and expectations change. And you see how phenomenal they're doing. And Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. And they, at one point, had the best record in the National Football League. It changes. Because front offices and head coach and players, they think differently than a lot of times in Mm -hmm. the fan base may think. And I think every move that you just mentioned that the front office has made has been to win a Super Bowl now. Right now. Not next year. Not two years from now. But right now at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Because... Look, those moves were made during the season. You're right, Harry. When you talk about expectations, I mean, let's face it. There's some people thought that Gardner Minshew would would, would press Jalen Hurts. Well, how's that look now? Okay, <laughs> exactly. I think we all know that Jalen Hurts a hell of a lot better than Gardner Minshew. Yep. But the other thing is, like, it was all about let's get uh, Jalen Hurts weapons. Let's see if we have the right guy at quarterback. Well, guess what? You're darn right you do. Yeah. And then as the season's going on, you're like, hey, wait a second. Let's go for it. Let's flat out go for it. They bring in Robert Quinn. Wait, you know, that'll help our depth as, uh, you know, uh, to rush the passer. And unfortunately, that never worked out. That move never worked out. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, sweat goes down last week. So we'll see what happens. But you're right. Every move during the season, maybe expectations weren't there initially, but as the season went on, 100% everything was moved in to say, let's go for the Super Bowl. He's Rex Ryan hanging out with Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Okay, so. Hold on, let me stop you real quick. We're going to get our money. We're going to find yeah, you, Rex. Yeah, we're going to find you now. Dog, you I, did I, it hey, on we purpose. Need the, we need them $20 now. 
<laughs> you got it. It's just a bag of Skittles. We're, we're, we yeah. don't 20 bucks. So it's a bag of Skittles on the show. Uh, so one of the teams, when we talk about expectations, that I think we're still trying to figure out are the Vikings, right? So you're 11-0 and oh. in one-score games. And so all of a sudden it's like, well, is that does that mean they're lucky or does that mean that they find a way to win? Well, yesterday they got that ass whooped. Like, they just got killed. So what am I supposed to make of the Vikings? Well, it's hard to take a team serious when you're 32nd ranked in, in, in the league on defense. You're dead dead last in the NFL on defense. By the way, la- uh, yesterday, I think that might have been the best they played on defense all season. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, think about, they gave up 40-some points. But either way, it's like I think that's where we are. But, yeah, I mean, they do find ways to win. You know, the game's close. They, they do. you got to give them credit. Like, they find a way when there's no way. You know, they with that fumble against the Bills, that recovery. There's, I mean, how the hell you win that game? You know, a 61-yard kick against the Giants to beat them. Like, there's so many things that, you know, they found ways to win. But uh, I, I just think if, if, if your defense is that bad, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. You still win championships on defense, and, and their defense stinks. Yeah, I think it's that, the defense, but at the same time, too, What's what's everybody's uh, mindset when it comes to Kirk Cousins? He's going to find a way to mess it up. And you see a big game in yesterday where they still had a lot to play for. They still yesterday had an opportunity to play for the one seed right. or the two seed. And they got beat the way they got beat to the Green Bay Packers. Now, I want to ask you about if you are that fifth seed, that fifth wild card spot mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs, you know you got to travel to Tampa. Are you feeling good about that, or is there something in the back of your mind saying that this is Tom Brady and this team does still have Super Bowl pedigree and carryover from two years ago? Well, can I say both of that? Because first off, hell yeah, I'd sign up to go play Tampa. I, I don't care if it's in Tampa, yeah. it's in a in a parking lot or wherever. That team's old, slow. I I want to play them. But then it's like, oh, that is Tom Brady over there. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like, maybe maybe not. And yeah. and he certainly has the pedigree. And are we? I mean, it, does it make sense to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs? See, that's that's like, what I'm but, saying. But, but like, then, like, does it make sense? Because you're you're right, and and you'll you'll forget more football than I'll ever know. And I hear that, but I'm also just like, damn, they're not good. Like, no. they're just not good. You know that. So it's hard for me. Yeah, no, and, and, that's and what they're I'm not, saying. But they're, they're not a good football team this season. They don't. They only, only had two games, right? So when they play complete games, right? Versus the Cowboys and versus the Seahawks. But at the same time, I'm looking at the roster and coaching is different. And coaching plays a big part. The coaching part of it. Sure. You're just, just saying hasn't that because he's No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you're so crazy. But I'm saying, like, you look on the roster. There's guys on their team that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Multiple guys on their team that's going to be on the Hall of Fame on their roster right now. At any given moment, in my eyes, I think it can click. If Because they are a veteran team, it's not like they're a young team. At any given moment, right. I think it can be a flip of a switch. We don't know when that's going to be. We don't know if it's even going to happen. But at any, any given moment, it can happen. Well, I look at it this way. I mean, if, the, if this was five years ago, oh, my God, this team, nobody would, would want to play them, right? Yeah. No, just give them the dang uh, Super Bowl trophy. But it's not. Yep. And, and these guys are old. They don't run anymore. Look, Mike Evans got on top of somebody, you know, some of these guys. C.J. Henderson. Like, what, what, what Henderson. was that? Dude, did you just get – Were like, he just gave up on – I don't know if i ever seen anything like that. Because at first I thought, oh, my gosh, Josh Norman, he, he you know, he, he got off the couch and he got outrun. 
Then you're like, no, no, that's Henderson. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wait a second, dude. Nice effort as we're showing it. Like, are you lay out, grab an ankle, do something? Like, all right, he just got wore out. But they're goal and, routes too. That that's the thing. Yeah. Like they're straight up goal routes. Straight up goal routes. And and Mike Evans, look, he's a fifty fifty guy, one of the best ever contested catches and all that. And like you say, five years ago, unstoppable. But right now, Mike's not running like he used to. And all he did was run for over 200 yards in this game. He got 200 yeah. sub yards receiving, 10 catches or whatever. But Brady reminded us all that, you know, I'm still Tom Brady. And here's the crazy thing. Last week, I sat in here and said, it's the worst I've ever seen Tom Brady play. And then he pulls out one of these. Goes so do your four, thing is like, wait a second. Harry's going to have that little grin on his face. He's like, I told you, you cannot doubt him. Uh, Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst. Appreciate you hanging out with us, brother. Always My appreciate pleasure. it. Uh, you guys have stacked the phone lines. 888-SAY-ESPN. If you're like me and you don't want to have to spell, uh, it's 888-729-3776. Is it Super Bowl or bust for your favorite team? You guys want to ch- chime in. We'll let you do that. Plus, one important thing that we actually learned in week 17, we'll tell you about it next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Week 17 of the NFL season. Sunday taught us plenty that we'll move forward to week 18, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But you guys are fired up, and we want you to have your voice be heard. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN2. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Fitz and Harry starts tomorrow, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, usually, on ESPN Radio. Hope you'll hang out with us there. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is this season... Is this season Super Bowl or bust, I should say? Matt in Virginia, thanks for hanging out with us, Matt. What you got? What's your take on this one? Oh, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's Super Bowl or bust every year for us, no matter what we look like. So that's where I'm standing on that. But the one comment I do want to make to you guys, I am so tired of hearing everybody crying about Jalen Hurts being hurt. We lost Dak for five weeks. Five weeks. We weathered through it, and now we're here. But everybody's crying. Oh, the Eagles can't do it without Jalen. They can't do it without Jalen. Suck it up. Put your big boy pants on and play ball. Stop crying. Give him some cheese to go with that wine and play ball. Let's see what happens come next week. I'm out. 
Well, Matt, first and foremost, I'm not really a big wine guy, but I do love some cheese. Well, I am. Uh, well, okay, I'll eat the cheese. You drink the wine? Is that Please, like, like, give me the way. sharpest cheddar possible, too. Like, I want that, that cheese that makes you go like... <laughs> after every bite. Yeah, the, you're welcome for making America uncomfortable. Uh, last time I checked, we spent so much time, you know what the Cowboys when Cooper Rush was in that we talked about it on every damn show every day about, oh, my God, if they win with Cooper Rush, do they even need Dak? Like, we spend every day doing something with the Cowboys all the way across the board. So I think looking at the number one seed in the NFC and saying, wow, their backup quarterback isn't as good as their starter who might be the MVP this year and they're not playing well because of it seems like a fairly reasonable take. Also, also, at the end of the day, like Cowboys fans, I, I don't know what else you expect. Like, it, it, I, I don't think we we disrespected the Cowboys during their portion with well, the backup quarterback. I either. think it's also valid when you talk about a guy in Jalen Hurts who's up for the MVP. Like that that makes it different. Like, yeah, we're gonna bring up and have that conversation because he's that much of a difference maker and has been for this Philadelphia Eagles I team mean, the entire year. I, I got Cowboys fans still in my mentions the other day telling me that the Cowboys should get rid of Dak and that they should just start Cooper and that Cooper can be everything that Dak is. They, they don't even need Dak. So like, Bro, I have friends that have said that to me. And by the way, if that is your argument, let me, get, let me, just, let me just go on for a second here. If you think Cooper Rush is better than Dak, then I, I just have to ask – why aren't 31 teams out there trying to trade for Maybe not 30, 20. If any team, if any scout, if any GM of a team that's quarterback needy truly believed that, that Cooper Rush could give Dak Prescott-like results, they would be backing up the Brinks truck and they'd be giving draft picks galore to acquire Cooper Rush. This isn't just a media conversation on Cooper Bro, Rush. Like, you don't think that all of these teams... Scenarios. I can give you two scenarios. Cooper Rush is not going to give you a 98-yard drive to go down and score a touchdown so you could win that football game. Granted, Grant, uh, Dak may have had, you know, some turnovers that put them in that position. When it was all said and done, who was the quarterback that was able to get it done and drive 98 yards? That was Dak Prescott. Also, versus the Philadelphia Eagles, the last game they just played, Cooper Rush is not going to throw for 300-plus in that football game. He's not going to utilize his legs and his athleticism to get them out of trouble. The, the third and five after the pick six, Dak Prescott scrambled and got that first down. The third and five after that one, when Avante Maddox comes on a blitz and has Dak Prescott sacked, but Dak Prescott is still strong enough to still deliver that football to to Michael Gallup and gets him a first down, Cooper Rush isn't doing that. Also, the, the touchdown when he scrambles to the right in the tight red zone and finds Michael Gallup, Cooper Rush is not doing that. The third and 20, you think they're calling, you think the offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is going to call a play for Cooper Rush on third and 20 like he did for Dak Prescott for them to pick up that first down to T.Y. Hilton? No. So stop it with the Cooper Rush situation. I I don't also, see it. Like, I, frankly, I had non-Cowboys fans murdering me on social media on Friday because after the Thursday night football game, I came out and said, look, I think it's pretty – it makes sense on a short week that the Cowboys didn't play their best football against the Titans and still won. They were looking past that game. Then, like, I, I excused the Cowboys not having their best game to which then all of a sudden social media is like, all you ever do is make sure the Cowboys get blown up. And now I got Cowboys fans saying all I ever do is make sure the Eagles fans get blown up. You can't win. I can't win. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You want to get one more? Let's get one more in here real yeah. quick. Dante in Pennsylvania. Dante, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Yes. Yeah, you're on it. You are on with us, Dante. Bring us what you got. Hey, I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, and the thing I want to say is it's 
definitely Super Bowl or bust. We got to win the Super Bowl this year. We got a lot of players up for contract with Dak, Micah Parsons, and Diggs. And one more thing, why not, when you play the Eagles, why are not teams hitting Jalen Hurts when he's putting the ball in the belly of the running back and running the ball? Constantly hitting him, hitting him, I think that will show up in the fourth quarter. I'm out. I like the announcement of out. Uh, and, and also, I don't think that defenders have been avoiding hitting Jalen Hurts. Like, you know, there's responsibilities on those RPOs. So, like, you, you know, there's – Well, at the mesh point, like, a great defensive coordinator is going to say, you know what, at the mesh point, we're going to hit the quarterback regardless. And I've seen it multiple times. I think when the Baltimore Ravens played the Los Angeles Chargers – um, in that playoff, in that playoff game, yeah, I think they were. That's one of the things that they were doing. They were hitting Lamar Jackson at the mesh point. Back when Colin Kaepernick was playing with the San Francisco 49ers, that's something that defensive coordinators started to figure out. You know what? Let's hit the quarterback at the mesh point, so there's no gray area. Well, and by the way, we're two for two on Cowboys callers saying I'm out. I don't know if this is a Cowboys thing that they announced they're out, but, but yeah, uh, probably yeah. out of the playoffs yeah, because but, they've oh. been out so damn much. Okay, all right, now for that, <laughs> we'll keep taking your calls. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Bunch of you guys on hold, uh, but we want to get on to a little bit of key observations brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today. See all the ways you could save. What did Key see this weekend? Doesn't look good. I can tell you that. It's time for Key's observations. All right, as we get through the action over the course of the week, it's time to give you some observations from what we saw. I will go first. First, the death of the Patriots has been far overblown. And look, I've been the first to sit here and say that they are judged by Super Bowls. But last time I checked, when you look at this race, the Patriots still have a shot at the playoffs. And we've been talking about the Patriots like they are a terrible team this year and talking about the Jets like they're a great one. And we were sitting together watching football yesterday, realizing that their records are identical coming into that game. There is a moment here where I understand the expectation that we have, frankly, when it comes to the Patriots. And I understand that because of that expectation, it changes the way that we perceive the result. But, man, at some point, you've just got to accept the fact that the Patriots are still in this thing. And if it's been an abject disaster, which it has, and it hasn't looked good, that's still okay if you are sitting on the precipice of the playoffs. That's one of my observations. Also on my observation list, Daniel Jones is about to get paid. Mm. And I don't mean, I don't like uh, Giants fans, just stop. If you're about to tell me that he's going to take a two year discounted deal somewhere in a world yesterday where we saw quarterbacks that people had never heard of trying to make meaningful plays in the Miami game, like when you are looking around and you see the lack of quarterbacks in the NFL, understand this. Daniel Jones does not need to take a discount. Daniel Jones does not need to play for less than the market value. And the market value next year for a mediocre quarterback is roughly $32 million a year. So if that's the market value for somebody under contract, my guy's about to get something in the range of 35 for at least four years. The Giants better be prepared because if they won't make this man dirty rich, Somebody will. Those are my observations. What do you got? Okay, for me, I have four of them. And I'm going to start with the Washington Commanders and their head coach, Ron Rivera. Not understanding that before yesterday's game that his team could be eliminated from playoff contention. I also will say, Coach Rivera, he tried to backtrack a little bit. But if you would have known that, would you have still started Carson Wentz, who was not phenomenal in that game, who still showed us he was Carson Wentz, and turned the football over? 
That, I'm just saying, you're the head coach. How do you not know? You, you can assign somebody to tell you that information. I think that's information you need to know before going into a football game late in the season and playing. My second observation is the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Don't write them off just yet. Geno Smith was phenomenal yesterday. Kenneth Walker the third was phenomenal. That defense yesterday, um, sacking the quarterback, I think they sacked um, – God, uh, Mike White, four times. They forced him to uh, have three turnovers in that ball game. Daryl Taylor, two and a half sacks. That's my second observation. My third observation, the Packers and the Lions oh. are still active. And I just want Packers fans to understand this because I know y'all are in my mentions right now. Yes, I said it correctly. On the four-game win streak that y'all are on, it's not because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because of the defense and the run game. So I'm going to make it clear one more time for Packers fans that are in my mentions. The four-game win streak that y'all are on right now is not because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because of the defense and the run game. Now, my last observation is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my goodness. How things have changed. Mm. The Miami Dolphins are in a position right now of not making the playoffs. And you look a year ago when Brian Flores was their coach and they went on a win streak at the end of the season. Is the record any better right now? New coach, new regime, new players. Is the record any better right now? I'm just asking. No, I, I mean, you're right. And the expectations were absolute, st- absolutely staggering. And it was tough to watch yesterday. Also, I hope this silences some of the people that are convinced that any quarterback with these weapons could come in and have tremendous success because – that was obviously not the case yesterday. Well, I think when you look at the Miami Dolphins, their offense is so quarterback-driven on a uh, particular type, and it's so revolved around Tua that, you know, when other people try to fit into it, it might not always be right. I also don't like the Miami Dolphins defensively and how they love to play entirely too much man coverage where they have their secondary guys. If you have two receivers lined up to the right or three receivers lined up to the right, they can all be in man coverage and all on the same level which is a big no-no in the game of football because you can, you know, got teams can, offensively teams can run wheel routes. You can get picked off and defenders can get knocked off their block and, you know, you can have guys come, become wide open. That's how Aaron Rodgers, the one game that I think in that win streak that he did have some throws uh, was against the blitz and that man coverage. So I, I would say the Miami Dolphins have really been a disappointment the last four or five games. I'm going to make a bonus observation. I've decided I'm taking over one more observation. Is that okay, Harry? Talk to me. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're giving you our weekly observations. Raiders, why can't I have nice things? That's all I'm asking for. Just the occasional nice thing. The Raiders, for the fifth time, the fifth, not first, not second, not third, not fourth, the fifth time this season, blew a double-digit second-half Lead The Raiders put up 500 yards of offense on the best defense in the NFL. The Raiders put themselves in every possible situation that could win this football game. And instead, what did you do? No, you put me three feet from Harry Douglas with this phone and you asked me not to say that bad words on video while I watched my heart get ripped out. I have lived 
boy, I have lived. I'm getting gray hairs as a Raiders fan. I have lived through it in my lifetime. But this year, no, this year has been the sort of pounding a fan isn't used to taking from a team that he loves. I cannot believe that the Raiders were even in that game. But it is no surprise to me that they would be in that game only long enough to make sure they could kick me in the no-no places as hard as possible with yet another heartbreaking loss. I'm, You know what? I'm not even hurt anymore. I'm just disappointed, Raiders. It should have ended in regulation. Remember I told you? Remember that play? Yeah. Uh-huh. With, with um, Kittle, was Kittle? Wi- Kittle was wide open and it looked it like was, he was going to get a touchdown. It was a, it was a pylon route combination where normally you have a receiver to that side in a condensed split and he'll run a pylon, which is about, you know, you're angling in about 15 to 18 yards and then you hit it straight to the pylon, but then you have a deep over from the opposite side coming. They ran it with the tight end, which Kittle did a great job of selling it, selling run first, and then leaked out and was wide open. Thank goodness the right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers didn't do his job. And um, that's when um, yeah, it, the quarterback got, got yeah, hit. Purdy got hit yep. and ball floated. Otherwise, the game would have been over right then and there. Yeah, well, the game was over in overtime, uh, just like my hopes and my dreams have all been dashed. Way to start 2023 the same way I lived through 2022 with a chaotic, heartbreaking They are ending. who we thought they were. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to get to Dan Orlovsky in just a second, see what his observations were. It's Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Harry Douglas. Sneak peek of Fitz and Harry starts tomorrow, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio. All the places that you listen to and watch ESPN Radio, you can hang out with us there. We start tomorrow. We start right now hanging out with our good buddy Dan Orlovsky joining the show. Orlovsky, always appreciate your time, man. What's the level of concern for the Eagles at this point after two straight losses? Oh, it's pretty high. You know, I've been becoming more and more concerned with Philadelphia throughout this season, guys. You know, one, the middle of their defense, I feel, is attack, attackable. You know, I don't think their linebackers are great in zone coverage, and teams have started to exploit that more and more. But I've always felt, well, their front is so good defensively, and both Bradbury and Darius Slay are locked down. And then this is the second straight week that I don't think Slay and Broad- Bradbury played well. And so you're sitting there going, all right, this defense, that this defensive line is very good. There's no question. But when the defensive line isn't married to the coverage, like maybe a San Francisco is defensively, well, then that starts to give me more concern. Um, My my biggest concern with their offense, and it's not really any different than it has been this season. um, One, yes, the health. And that is, that is the, the different thing than really the middle of the season. Lane Johnson is everything and they've got injuries on their defense to be fair, but Lane Johnson and his health is everything. I think he's the second most important person on this offense. Um, but I often say, at least this year for Philadelphia, that they chased the big play. They chased the big play. They chased the big play offensively. Yesterday, in that game, their play-calling sequence in the first half, th- this is what it sounds like to me when a team just chases the big, the big play. This is their play-calling sequence. And don't tell me it's not any different because I've seen it throughout this season. It went pass, 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 run, run, pass, 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 pass. pass. That's their first half. Uh, that, that's not that their, their philosophy changes for some reason, depending on the game. And that gives me issues. Yes. No, Dan, I, I, I agree with you because there uh, have been numerous of occasions this season where I thought the Philadelphia Eagles, who sometimes forget that they are a run team first, they try to come out and pass the football a lot more than they probably should. 
And that bothers me because when you, you date back to a year ago and they had to figure out after that Tampa Bay game the first time around that, you know what, we're going to be a run team, right? And that's the base of your offense. And I understand you have A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith, who is a hell of a tandem to go along with Quez Watkins. You have Dallas Goddard. But offensive linemen would rather run block than they would love to pass block. And that's just the nature of the National Football League. That's how offensive linemen think. And if that's your base offense, why are they trying to, you know, come in these games with the mindset of passing first? And I get it. If you're, go- if you're going against yeah. a team that's struggling in the secondary, then, then that's that week. But it's been more than on one occasion that I've seen this from the Eagles offense. Yeah, and I don't, I can't explain it because I think the world of Sirianni and their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, I do. I think they're phenomenal coaches. And, you know, Harry, this is where I get into the world of identity versus philosophy. You know, I agree that their identity changes once a player like Jalen Hurts, who is, you know, second in the MVP, when he's out, your, your, your identity has to change a little bit, like who you're going to be, how, how you're going to go about doing it. But philosophically, that should not waver. And philosophically, and I don't know, Harry, if I would categorize them as like this run-first football team. I kind of see them as a complete football offense or complete offense. Where, And when I say balance, I don't mean 50-50 run to pass. I mean I could do whatever I want in any situation balance. And they, they lose sight of that. And it's not just because Jalen's at, not at quarterback in those games. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky, by the way. You can catch him on the Cheese at Citrus Bowl on ABC at 1 p.m. today. Uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Jones headed to the playoffs. You've watched him all year. At this point, if you're the Giants, would you have any hesitation in investing in whatever it took for a long-term contract? Whatever it took, yes. I mean, I think that I would definitely want Daniel as part of my organization. I think Daniel is a quarterback of ours for the next season. There's no question about that. He has proven that. And these are the moments where I have to sit there and go, you know, kudos to Daniel Jones. Kudos to players like Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak Prescott who handle all the really, really difficult stuff that sometimes we um, lose sight of when it, when it comes to playing that position. So Daniel Jones, hats off. Brian Dable has worked wonders and Mike Kafka making sure that they don't ask him to be things that he's in uncomfortable situationally. Um, but I, I don't think that the Giants after this year can sit there and go, well, there's no question about it. We're giving him $40 million a year. No, I don't, I don't think that you sit there and feel comfortable about that, but a long-term contract, a fair valued, absolute long-term contract. There's no question that you could give that to Daniel Jones and feel good about it because of the success he's had this year and the surrounding cast that he's had to do it with. Dan, when you look at the NFC in totality, who are you most confident in? Whew. Most confident in is San Francisco. Um, I've, I've, tre- I've, I've trended that way for about six weeks now, Harry. Just the way that their defense attacks the football, and their offense has got so much versatility, and they're actually running the football a little bit more traditionally, which has been that wasn't the case in September and October. Um, that, that's the football team that I feel is the most capable of winning in any style versus anybody. I'd say the team that I like the set, the team that I trust. The second most, whew, I, I, like, dude, I'm telling, and, and I've, I've not wavered from this. Green Bay gets in because of the, the run game looking familiar. Watch out. You know, watch out because those two young players are making plays on the outside. And I think the big thing for me, Harry, too, coming off of yesterday's game was it was the first time when I watched the game again last night that I felt defensively 
They set the tone physically. And I've been begging for them to do that. And if that's the, the Packers team that's going to show up against the Lions on Sunday, as much as I love Detroit, Green Bay wins that game. And then that, that's this right now, Green Bay is playing into the formula, which I felt would be the case this offseason. Defense in the run game, correct? What that formula you're talking about? I think it's yeah. I, I think it's run the football in a, in that kind of very unique way where you could be efficient and explosive. Aaron make three or four throws a game, and defense kind of play in a suffocating manner. And they're finally starting to play in that connected way in Green Bay. All I really heard there was that the 49ers are most trusted, and Jared Stidham just blew them up. So I've obviously found the future of my, my franchise. Uh, Dan, always <laughs> appreciate your time, brother. Uh, Happy New Year, my friend. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the game today. Have a great call. Later, boys. Good luck with the new show. Thanks. ESPN Radio's got you covered, by the way, for bowl game action. Tune in today. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, followed by the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, and then the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Speaking of college football, we were there in Atlanta. We watched it go down, and I can tell you that this national championship game might go a little different than you think. We'll tell you why. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Real love for my guy, Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. 
It's Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry starts tomorrow, noon to 3, Eastern, wherever you listen to ESPN. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We'll take some of your calls in just a second as we've asked everybody if it's Super Bowl or bust. Got a lot of calls from a lot of different fans. We'll check in on that in just a second. But Harry and I were together uh, in Atlanta on Saturday covering the college football playoff. Uh, we were at the Peach Bowl. We for, brought in a New Year as well. Yeah, we did. Tell them what I did. Yeah. How, how did I bring in a New Year? This is a very true story. Tell, so, tell the people what I did. Uh, we, we were uh, at the game. Obviously, we did the digital pregame show with a bunch of our friends on that side. You'll see Christine Williamson later today on First Take with Harry Douglas. She was there with us. And uh, we, the whole crew out there doing an hour show in the middle of the marching band on the field it was total chaos. And then we watched the game. But at midnight, Harry's got a longstanding tradition of going to church. Always goes to church with his family. We were in Atlanta, which is where you're from, but couldn't actually be at church because we were doing radio from midnight to 2 a.m. So my guy, in a beautiful moment uh, that I loved as a friend watching, uh, sort of separated himself over. So as the world was watching the game-winning kick get missed just as we hit midnight, Harry was over on a Zoom watching church service, having a little prayer moment. With praising family, the Lord. Praising the Lord. Like, so you, you were praising the Lord, and so was Georgia at midnight. Yeah, because, listen, my parents instilled this in, um, into me, my brother, and my sister, like, since we were kids, and we always went to church on New Year's. The one year I didn't go, right, um, I had the worst year of my life. And I told myself I, I would never allow that to happen again. So if I'm actually not in, you know, Georgia with my family, I watch the church service online. But I just think – you know, coming into the new year that way is very valuable to me. Um, I think it's valuable for my family, being a husband, being a father of two two kids as well. And, you know, I just want to, you know, set that standard. And my parents, you know, always gave me balanced structure and set the standard in our household from a very, very young age. And I just want to do some of the same things in my household as well. So it was big for me. It was big for me. Not the Ohio State kicker missing the kick. Me bringing in my new year. Um with the word of God in church. so It was a beautiful moment. And uh, obviously it, it meant that we were together for the Peach Bowl, uh, which had a – it was a, a tremendous day on Saturday, it, even if you're not a college football fan. What you ended up with were two college football playoff matchups that were really instant classics. Phenomenal. And TCU take, took on Michigan, and I think the most surprising outcome we've seen in a long time in the college football playoff, TCU, it wasn't just surprising that they went out to the early lead. The surprising part was that Michigan continued to claw their way back into the game. With 10 minutes left to go in this game, it was a three-point game, which is stunning. And every time Michigan was capable of hitting TCU, TCU hit back. So it was a really impressive moment by them to find their way into the final. And then at the Peach Bowl, the game we were at, we get Georgia-Ohio State in a game that, that frankly, I, I mean, Georgia felt like every way possible for Georgia to fall apart and lose that football game, and they didn't, all the way down to the last play of the game, which was a missed field goal by Ohio State as time uh, ran down, and Georgia got the 42-41 to 41 improbable game. But I'll tell y'all, NFL fans, I think in that game, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, got himself the bag because we came into that game with one question mark, one serious question mark about C.J. Stroud for most draft nuts. And that that serious question mark is, will he use his legs? Will he run when there's opportunity? Most draft what? Draft nuts. Okay. Draft, 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 uh, draft, draft fanatics. Okay, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Uh, draft, draft nuts. Uh, weird. Okay, draft. 
So most draft nuts uh, <laughs> were, were all in on this one question. Will C.J. Stroud use his legs to extend plays? Will he use his legs when there's room in front of him? Will he go out and be more mobile? And he did exactly that. He took down for much of this game the Georgia defense because they were not anticipating him running as much. as It's almost like NFL people got in his ears like, Man, we really need to see you run against a great team. And he did. And I think that's gonna that answers one of the biggest questions he well, faced. Well, we did count down the college game day from Ohio State for the Ohio State of Michigan game and been in the press box and watching that game and CJ Stroud having a ton of run lane and rush lanes that he could have ran the football very effectively and gave his team positive plays. He didn't do it. So when we're in the pregame show before the game, I'm saying, listen, C.J. Stroud in this game, if the rush lanes are there, he's going to have to utilize his legs. That's a way that he can be a difference maker. In that game against the Georgia Bulldogs, he did just that. Now, Georgia, on the other hand, their rush was a non-factor. Jalen Carter was a non-factor. And Jalen Carter is going to be, if not the first player, taking top three in the NFL draft. Uh, But I thought C.J. Stroud, uh, as he normally does, made NFL throws, uh, delivered the football to his wide receivers, put them in a position for the kicker to actually win the game. They just came up short. So I actually think C.J. Stroud had a hell of a showing, and uh, if he he's already high on draft boards. He may have moved up a little bit more. I still, I'm still a Bryce Young lover. I still don't believe in anybody should be taking Bryce uh, uh, quarterback before Bryce Young. But if you are thinking that you want to do that, C.J. Stroud might be the only guy that I would say uh, should go before Bryce Young. But I, and I really don't think anybody should go before Bryce Young. No, and, and look, I think both of the teams that lost are going to squarely look at their very famous head coaches and say, what in the hell were you thinking? Like, I hated, as we talked about all, all night after the game on Saturday, I hated Michigan's game plan of essentially putting the ball in J.J. McCarthy's hands when the entire world knew that the biggest advantage you were going to have over time uh, was the the line of scrimmage. Now, uh, the, it's a really interesting defense. Uh, obviously, TCU plays what they call a 3-3-5. It's a difficult defense, and it took them a little time to get it figured out. They weren't doing a great job with it early on, but it's like they abandoned the run because of it. I thought that was the wrong approach throughout the course of the football game. You mentioned at the end of Ohio State-Georgia, we, we found ourselves in a situation where yet again, in the second for the second big game this year, Ohio State's in man with a slow guy on a fast guy. Well, I'll give you two scenarios. Remember when the score was, I think it was 21-7 early in the game, and Arian Smith had his first big catch Mm -hmm. from Stetson Bennett. He's matched up with a linebacker in Eichenberg. Why in the hell is Arian Smith, the fastest player on Georgia's football team, matched up with a linebacker? Now, that was one big play. Also, uh, when the Ohio State Buckeyes was up late in that game, they decided they want to play man coverage with Ransom, who previously against Michigan had a rough day. I mean, rough day covering guys uh, in the second uh, on, on the back end. He was one-on-one, and Arian Smith made him fall down mm-hmm. on a go-route. Made him fall down to the point of where it was, a, I think it was a 76-yard touchdown for the, uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, that helped prompt the comeback, but you didn't. Uh, Stetson Bennett, I mean, he made the throws and made the plays down the end, in which he didn't do the entire game. He had some, some blimps and where Kirby Smart was about to pull his hair out and go crazy, but when it, when, it, when it was needed the most, he came up on that last drive and made the plays. And remember I told you, man, in a two-minute drive, all you want to do is get things started because the last thing you want is an incompletion. 
on a two-minute drive. They got it started, and they was able to get the win. Yeah, I rolled my eyes at him when he said that on a two-yard completion. Uh, when it ended in a touchdown, he looked at me and said, got to listen to Coach. Oh, <laughs> so true. Uh, so true. All right, the Giants are in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. The New York football Giants are guaranteed they can rest their starters the last weekend of the season and still make the playoffs. So the question is, has Daniel Jones earned that bag? We'll figure that out next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.